listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Brie Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about how we read so much. Because people ask us all the time, they're like, how do you do this? How do you? And we're going we're gonna to sh- share a secret. It involves a potion, praying to a number of mm-hmm. gods, and um, uh, Just a little a bit of moon. blood, not much. Yeah. Uh-huh, Just uh-huh. a little. Uh-huh. <laughs> but first, we want to welcome you to the Maximum Fun Blog Party. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Those are my party noises. That was good. That was really good. Yeah, there you go. So welcome. Um, the network that our show is on that we love, Maximum Fun, they are throwing a virtual block party from right now until October 22nd. And if you, you the person listening to this right now, you are invited. Yeah. So during the block party, Maximum Fun shows are releasing episodes that are especially welcoming to new audiences. So maybe this is the first time you've heard Reading Glasses. We are doing this episode specifically for you. But if you're a regular listener, you're going to love it too. But this is a great time for you to go check out other Maximum Fun shows if you are a Reading Glasses listener. Welcome. Or we should do, since October, we should be like the I bid you, I bid you welcome. Mm -hmm, I am mm -hmm. spreading my arms like Dracula for some reason. Um, So, and also if you have listened to the show before, you are a glasser already. This is a great time uh, to, this is, and this is a great episode to share with your friends. Maybe you have that one bookish friend that you're for years, you've been like, oh, you should listen to reading glasses. And they're, they're, they're always like, oh, it's on my listening list. I do that all the time. I put podcasts that I want to listen to in my like Apple podcast thing. And I never end up listening to it. Yeah. Uh, This is a good time for you to poke that friend and be like, hey, this is the perfect episode is literally designed for you to get into reading glasses. Yeah. And, and block party also has games, recommendations, a volunteer event, and a limited edition poster. So lots of Maximum Fun stuff. Y'all know we love our Maximum Fun family, so this is a great time to support. Yeah, so all you have to do is go to MaximumFun.org slash block party. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell the squirrels that live in your yard, tell the the people you see walking by with with their dogs, tell whoever you want. Welcome. And if you're looking for another show to check out on our network, I mean, we've had, we love Oh No, Ross and Carrie. That's a show we really appreciate. We've had them both on our show. They're amazing. Uh, they kind of have a lot of the same interests that we do. Um, they go try out crazy shit just for you uh, to listen to, listen about, um, to listen to. They go try out crazy shit. So go, go check them out. Yeah, I, I will say that Ono, Ross and Carrie is probably my most recommended show uh, because it's it's so interesting. It's so well done. It's that perfect balance of Ross and Carrie are very funny, but they're also brilliant and they craft their show really well. It's literally them infiltrating cults and checking out weird holistic medicines and trying all like uh, they did isolation tanks and fire walking and Scientology and they they really investigate all kinds of uh, of very interesting and and sometimes ridiculous things, and they do it with a skeptic's mind. But they, but what I love about Ross and Carrie is they do it in, with such an open way. You know, there's they talk to everyone so respectfully. They don't ever make. They, I mean, it's very funny, but they're never. It never feels like they're uh, shitting all over anything. You know what I mean? They're they they truly more than anybody. Else, they, they I mean, they always say you know. No one wants to see an alien more than a skeptic, you know? <laughs> so um, we just absolutely love them. If you are interested in anything, anything like that, if you're like me and you would never join a cult, but you're interested in cults uh, and aliens and anything fringe, check out our friends over at Ono, Ross, and Carrie. But before we get into the episode, Bria, most important thing, top of the show, what are you reading right now? 
I just finished a book that you know about because I think you hosted a event for this. I, I just finished Whisper Down the Lane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our friend Clay. Uh-huh. By Clay McLeod Chapman. Um, uh, yeah, I, it's this is I like his writing a lot. I read another one of his books this year. It's been a big clay year for me. Um, <laughs> uh, this one, a um, lot of trigger warnings here for child abuse, uh, uh, sexual abuse, all sorts of things. Please go read the trigger warnings before you read this. But um, so this is um, it takes place. There's two different storylines here. One takes place during the satanic panic of the 80s. And it's um, there's a five-year-old boy who, um, you know, has a single mom. She's very worried. And then something happens at school that gets sort of like put, like he, this little boy, Sean, starts to say a bunch of things because he's being encouraged by teachers and stuff because of satanic panic. And everyone's scared of Satanism. And they think all these Satan things are happening. um, And he starts getting attention for what he's saying. And uh, things kind of get out of control. And then the other storyline is sort of more present day. And it's about a teacher um, at a totally different school. um, And who also, these weird things start happening that do feel kind of satanic. That's all I'm going to tell you because I, I, feel like I'm going to give it away if I say much more, but it was great. It was really gripping. And I, um, I couldn't put this one down. I actually had to like stay up and finish reading it. Cause I was very concerned yes. about what was going to happen. Um, uh, I had yeah, a lot it's of one of those books that once it gets going, you can't stop. Yeah. It's great. It's really great. He has a really, he, he has a really great way of writing. It's very accessible. Um, what are you reading Mallory? I am reading a book uh, that is a very Mallory Wheelhouse book, uh, and a bunch, I know a bunch of glassers are checking out. Uh, it's the book Night Bitch by Rachel Yoder, which possibly might be the greatest title of all time. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and basically, it is about a stressed-out mom who starts turning into a dog. Um, so it's kind of a werewolfy book, um, and it's you know this woman she is she went to school to be an artist and she used to work as in a, at an art gallery and then she had a baby and life just got too stressful and her husband is very well-meaning but does not help her out at all he's more like oh you're stressed out that sounds crappy bye <laughs> and um so it's, it's it's definitely sort of a stressful book because the way that it's written you're you're just sort of plunged into her brain and like all the things that she has to think about every day and all the things that she has to do and while also trying to keep up with all like the the perfectly made up moms and their like in mommy bloggers that are uh, that live on her street and um are sort of her neighbors and it's it's really like if you love books and you're like a stressed out mom and you love books about stressed out moms just like sort of going ape shit this is the book for you because i mean as the more she gets stressed out the more she starts turning into a dog and um things sort of spiral out of control and yeah it's a great book if you're like ah i want to read something kind of weird and in Halloween adjacent for this uh, for this year, but for for Halloween, but I, I'm too afraid to read a horror book like Whisper Down the Lane. Night Bitch by Rachel Yoder is a great one. So that I'm that was Night Bitch by Rachel Yoder, and mine is Whisper Down the Lane by Clay McLeod Chapman. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Nathaniel wrote in with a books and crafts tip instead of arts and crafts. Oh, books, books and, and crafts. crafts. I like that. Okay. I don't know. We maybe need like scissor noises. 
I don't know what, what noises we need for this one. Um, Nathaniel says, a while back, there was an episode about making using an e-reader more like reading a paper book. And I wanted to share one thing I did with you. I took a book from a used bookstore and removed all the pages and turned it into a cover for my Kindle. Oh, cute. I made mine about 10 years ago, and I think I followed a guide on the internet that seems to have disappeared. I've included pictures of my Kindle with 10 years worth of wear and the instructions as best as I can remember. So this is, this is I, I love the idea of like hunting down a book and gutting it like a deer. Yeah, that is great. And this is a, this is a, it seems very complicated. Maybe we can find the steps and post them. Uh, well, basically, yeah, if you hollowed out a book, instead of keeping like candy in it, you were keeping an e-reader. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's very cool. Um, Pretty cute. Chad writes in with a wheelhouse, multi-planetary society where there's no explanation of how they got to that point, like Murderbot Diaries or the Expanse series, modern day magic, time travel, book within a book, people love that, epistolary, people love that, and main characters that have a similar, that have similar niche interests, hobbies as me, like the internet, keyboard building, science, and cooking. Adorable. Uh, So quick bookmark for me. Oh my fucking God, my book comes out next week. Oh my God, <laughs> congratulations. Oh my God, but it's not too late to pre-order it. Um, it my, my book, Girly Drinks, that I've been working on for years is a feminist history in a world history of women making, drinking, and serving alcohol. Um, it is great for um, foodies, wine people, history people, feminists, even if you aren't don't know a ton about cocktails i specifically wrote this to be as welcoming and, and as accessible as possible so you have you don't have to have any prior information about wine or beer or cocktails to read this book uh i read the audiobook for it um but the print version and the ebook versions have um pictures in them there's just like lady from the black lagoon there's some silly footnotes and and jokes um i am so excited about this book i am I've been working on it for so long and I'm really excited to share it with the world. Uh, I am launching it in person as my only in-person event um, for LA folks at Skylight Books on October 21st. It's a Thursday at 7.30 p.m. I'll put a link in the show notes to the event link. Please come join us. Um, you, you ha- Please be vaxxed and masked. Um, me and Hope Ewing, which is another cocktail writer, are going to be launching this. I'm going to be giving away a fuckload of cool shit, bookmarks and koozies and these cool pamphlets that me and my best friend made of uh, historical cocktail recipes created by women. Um, and yeah, I'm excited because... Skylight Books, uh, their safety protocols are amazing, so it's going to be distance, but there will, will still be a signing, and uh, I, there might be free cocktails. I'm excited about that. Um, please join us. Please come party. Um, this is, again, my only in-person event for the whole year, uh, and it would mean the world to me to see some glassers at the launch. Oh, and if you aren't in L.A. Uh, but still want a signed and personalized book, I'll drop a link in the show notes. You can still pre-order uh, one from Skylight and I will I'll sign it and write whatever you want. I'll draw whatever you want. You want a little dog drinking a cocktail? You want Cute. an elephant Are drinking Are you good at drawing? Wine? Is this like a skill set? No, very oh, okay. bad at drawing. Okay. So all what all the drawings are going to look like potatoes, but <laughs> I will make try. I will do my best. I'd like um, a drawing of a potato in my book. Can you do that? <laughs> a potato drinking a cocktail. Yes, done. Um, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. Before we talk about how we read so much, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part this week by StoryWorth. Folks, if you've listened to the show before, you know we love StoryWorth. 
Even if you're super close with your relatives, there are aspects of their life that don't come up in day-to-day conversation. If you want to learn more about them, gift them with StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. Every week, StoryWorth emails a different story prompt questions you've never thought to ask, like, like, uh, what is one of the strangest things that has ever happened to you? Or what's a small decision that you feel has ended up making having a big impact on your life? Um, the, these questions are super cool and they're the kind of awesome questions that lead your loved one, family member, fa- longtime friend, whatever it is, to give you a really thoughtful, cool fun answer and probably a story about their life that you've never heard before. And what happens is after a year, StoryWorth will compile every story that they tell you, uh, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. You can order multiple copies for your siblings, children, or other relatives. I know when we first got this, uh, Bria gave it to her mom and her mom loved it so much that she ended up giving it to other people in her family. I got it for my boyfriend's mom And she's been having a blast filling out the questions. It's been really cool, too, because Jeremy and I can look at the, you know, the the pre-made questions, but you can send them whatever you want. You can make up your own or choose out of all the different questions that they have. It is awesome. It is such a cool gift. And the thing that I personally love about it, especially now that we're in, you know, pandemic land, is that it's a gift that you can get without wrapping and you can get without shipping and you can get right away. If you are, if there's a loved one's birthday coming up, uh, you're thinking about Christmas and you're like, I have no idea what to get somebody and I don't want to go out and shop and, or you need something last minute. StoryWorth is absolutely perfect in the books that, that, that they give you after a year. They're so nice and they're so cute. It's just such a wonderful gift for a family member. It's a meaningful gift you and your family can treasure forever. So you can get started right away with, again, no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash glasses. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. So that's storyworth.com slash glasses for $10 off. Storyworth.com slash glasses. Glasses. I'm Lisa Hannawalt. And I'm Emily Heller. Nine years ago, we started a podcast to try and learn something new every episode. Things have gone a little off the rails since then. (laughs) Tune in to hear about... Low-stakes neighborhood drama. Gardening. The sordid, nasty underbelly of the horse girl lifestyle. Hot sauce. Addiction to TV and sweaty takes on celebrity culture. And the weirdest, grossest stuff you can find on wikipedia.org. We'll read all of it, no matter how gross. (laughs) There's something for everyone on our podcast, Baby G. Geniuses. Hosted by us, two horny adult idiots. Hang out with us as we try and fail to retain any knowledge at all. Every other week on Maximum Fun. This week, we're answering the million-dollar question, how do we read so much? Are we wizards? Do we have time machines? How do we manage to get so much reading into our busy days? Bria, we're both pretty busy ladies. You make movies. I write books. We make this podcast. We have friends. We have significant others. We have pets, some of which require more care than others. Um, We get exercise. We keep our houses clean. It's questionable. We still... (laughs) <laughs> we still read a lot what is the secret how do we still get reading done what it, teach me the magical spell 
that we say every morning it, to it, get extra time. Yeah, it is the number one question people always like to talk ask us about. People are like, but how do you read so much? How do you get so much reading done? Which is a strange question to me. I mean, I guess I have to admit, like, yes, I do all of those things, but there are a lot of things that I don't do. Right. Like there's a lot of things I've made my, made some lifestyle choices that I don't have, don't do. Like neither of us have children. Neither of us are full time caregivers. Uh, both of us also have true. flexible jobs. Like we have flexible jobs some of the time. I mean, there are days I definitely have to be at work at a certain I was going to say, I'm on book deadline right now. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, there's days that like, you know, I have a call time. I have to be there. But but there are times like for the most part, like. Uh, I, I get to work on, I'm, I'm not on set all of the time. Um, there, um, I don't have to provide for anyone else, but me and my dog. Uh, so there's, so that is the first answer is that like lifestyle wise, you and I both have a specific way that we have crafted our worlds or that we have like, have the privilege of, of, I mean, some of that is just, we have a privileged way of living. Um, some is choice. Some is just that, you know, we don't have extended families that we have to take care of. Um, we, we don't have to, we, we've been very fortunate to get to do these cool jobs. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's about habit. It's about like, having this time and choosing to use the time how I want to choose, thinking about how I use my time, right? So instead of, if I'm like, oh, I have 20 minutes or I have 10 minutes, I could scroll Instagram for that amount of time, or I could bring my Kindle and get 20 minutes of something read, or I have five minutes. I have five minutes while I'm waiting for something. I could read a little from my Kindle, or I could, I don't know, answer emails or something. And a lot of times I choose to read from my Kindle. And if that, if you do five minutes every day, I mean, that's 30 minutes of reading a week, which is, means you could get through a book in, I mean, a month and a half, right? Because uh, most books take about six, six and a half hours to read. If mm-hmm. you, on, according to my Kindle, I don't really know. Um, I like, and I will say this, like I've been, des- I'm sort of like designed to read. Not only is my life designed to read, like I am designed, I'm an indoor kid. Like I'm not out there, uh, you know, camping. Brie has nothing but a pair of eyeballs and one single finger. For pretty much like I worked at a library in high school. I was not an athlete. Like I like have like kind of chosen this life of like reading. So there is that too. So the secret is it is a little bit who I am in the same way there are people who have chosen to train for like a sport every day. Like there is part of me that like we we do like a lot of training for this. I've done a lot of training for this in my life. Um, I got a sweatband on. I'm doing curls yeah, with with big stacks yeah, of books. I'm yeah. doing eye exercises. So so it's it's choice. It's finding play, small places. It's but it's also just um, the uh, privileges that I have been afforded <laughs> based on who I am and the way that I get to live my life. So that that is the simple answer. Uh, what about you? Uh, well, I do want to say, yeah, the, uh, you and I both, <clears throat> you and I both grew, grew up as indoor kids. Um, <laughs> you know, we were just, re- have always been readers. I can never, uh, I can't think of a time when I wasn't a reader, but <clears throat> I do firmly believe that you can become a reader at any age in your life. Sure. You know, we hear from listeners all the time who are like, oh, you know, I, I, I went through grad school and I stopped reading and I'm in my 30s or I'm in my 40s or I'm in my 50s and I haven't been reading for a while and I started listening to the show and now I'm reading all the time and it's fantastic. So I don't think you have, it definitely helps if you're like Bria and I and our indoor kids and, and grew up as readers and kind of already 
so much of reading was already sort of incorporated into our lives and into our schedules and into things that we do. But um, I think that's something you could definitely develop. I mean, I now I guess you could consider me an athlete. I train five days a week in powerlifting, but I still do read. Um, and the big secret is, you know, I read. <laughs> Ta-da! Like I, I, I know it's not what anyone wants to hear. You know, reading is just like exercise. It's everyone wants to find out some huge secret that will magically unlock more time in your day, or make you read faster, or make you more fit, or whatever the fuck. You know, whenever anyone asks us, they were like expecting us to be like, well, you know, I wake up at 3 a.m. And that's mm-hmm. the magical time when reading is more. And then I like <laughs> I, I draw I, I make a salt circle around myself to keep out the, the anxious thoughts. And then I read 5000 books in a, in a single night. There's no trick. There's no secret. There's no magic. The, the magic is you just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. You got to just do it. Like, you know, and a lot of us spend time, even when you are a busy person, um, you know, I know f- whether that's having kids or working multiple jobs or whatever it is, um, a lot of us do spend time during the day checking social media or watching TV or however you like to fuck around. And I am firmly believing that fucking around is an important part of your day to let your brain relax. Um, but you could spend that time or some of that time reading, which is I, what we do. And I think that's just really what the magic secret is. Well, I think it's know? also, we kind of view it as fucking around like in some ways, yes. like it is a little bit of a relaxing time. So it's like something I look forward to in the same way that I look forward to watching TV. So like, I yes. like, I mean, look, and there are weeks that I'm working 80 plus hours a week for sure. Like, and I don't have that much time to read. I, I mean, and I, I, I'll be honest, I, sometimes I don't, I'm not reading at all. Like, cause I just don't, I like it's wake up, work, go to sleep because I just don't have any hours in the day. Um, but I do think of it as that relaxation time when I have the time. Like, so it's something I look forward to, which maybe some people don't. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's something that we want to, maybe the thing we cultivate the most on the show is getting people to dump books they don't like, don't read, don't read things that they, they think they should read, only read things that you want to read and are exciting to you, no matter what genre that is. Cause I, and I think if you are struggling with and you, like this, you have this desire, you know, you want to read more, you see people on Instagram with artfully curated photos of them reading in nice little nooks. And you're like, damn, I want to do that. You have to think of reading like that. And if thinking about it is something that you have to do or like picking up the latest buzzy, like honker of a literary novel and being like, I want to be a person who reads Jonathan Franzen books. And like, if you think about reading like that, you're not going to want to, it's going to feel like a chore and you're going to mentally put it in that category in your brain that, you know, cleaning the toilet and vacuuming is going into. Well, and it's the same reason we encourage people to figure out what their wheelhouse is, figure out what makes them happy when they read and fi- and read those things. Figure out what it is. It takes a little bit of soul searching and a little bit of self-examination to be like, oh, I, I may be a person who wants to read this like, you know, high class literary fiction, but maybe I'm not a person who reads that. Maybe I only like to read, you know, nonfiction memoirs or something. Like that's also okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you have to... It's not even something that we have in our outline, but it's something that um, that I think we both really believe in. And it's funny because I, I used to be a runner when I lived in New York. I ran I would run run five miles at a time, um, but I fucking hated it. I never liked running even at, like I did everything I could, but I never liked it. And it was never something I looked forward to. So it was something I always struggled to do. And 
now I got a few years ago, I got into powerlifting. Now, like I, I use powerlifting as a reward for myself after I finish writing for the day. I cannot wait to go out in my garage. It's my favorite thing. And it's still exercise. It's still doing, I mean, it's the, the activity is different, but it's still like the same category. It's still fucking exercise. But I found something that I loved and it completely made an absolute difference in the way that I fit it into my schedule and the way that I think about it. And now like I, I don't want to end my workout. Like I can't wait to, I, I, it's something that I love to do. And I feel the same, like once I, you, you and I, I mean, we've always both read a lot, but I think it's got even better once I started to just really lean into the things that I wanted to read. And all of a sudden I'm like, I can't, I want to read all the time. That's all I want to do. So Bria, do you have any other tips for someone who maybe has lapsed a bit or even just regular listeners of our show who want to read more? I think finding that, I mean, I'm a person who really relies on habits and rules. Um, for me, that's just a good time to know I'm going to get to read uh, right before. Like, it's good for me to know I'm get going to get to read at a certain time of day, which is right before bed. And even if it's just like two pages, two pages adds up. Like, two pages will add up over the course. You will finish a book within a couple of months if you're reading two or three pages a night. And um, I, I, and I'm always happy that I'm getting to read at night. It's something I look forward to. It's something I get to like shut my brain down when I'm doing, and it's mostly because I read stuff I really like. Like I read stuff I like right before I go mm -hmm. to bed. It's like the fun stuff. It's not the work stuff. Um, so I think it's just finding that habit, finding the time of day where you're like, oh, you know what? At lunch, I just scroll Instagram or at, at, at breakfast, you know, or whatever. I always have time between when I'm like waiting for my kids to get out of school, you know, like some time where you are find that you just are not using that time uh, in a way that makes you happy, like reading could be a thing that could make you happy in that time. And for me, it's something I look forward to because I know that's my like me time. I get to go and get in bed and like read a little bit of some weird sci-fi book and then drift <laughs> off to sleep and have my sci-fi dreams. Uh, <laughs> Bria goes off in her little dreamland spaceship. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Do you have any tips, tips for the listeners? I mean, if anything, I think the secret sauce is just consistency and maybe not necessarily for the reasons that people would think, you know, finding time to read every day, just like you said, even if it's just 15 minutes before you go to bed and not one. Yes, it absolutely adds up. But also because soon it's going to be a part of your routine and you'll find it easy or easier to just fall right into a book. Uh, the hardest part um, of, of making any new habit or getting into anything is just starting it and make, you know, what is it? 21 days you have to get. Uh, to do something, something like that, to yeah. get it into your routine or something like that. Um, because now, you know, reading is such, is like breathing for me. I mean, I can just fall right into a book. Like it doesn't take me a few minutes to like get into the rhythm of it. Like my brain just goes right in there. And that comes from it being a part of my routine for so long. And for a lot of people, the more you read, the better you get at reading, which means you'll be able to read faster. You know, it's just like running, you know, at first it's going to be a slog and, you're going to want to die, which is what I felt like when I started running. But soon you'll be able to run faster and longer and you'll be fine. You'll find you're running more and being willing to read to run for, for longer. And I think the same thing is for reading. You know, it's it, it, it seems silly to think about, but it's definitely something it's like an activity you do with your eyes. And it's must for me, it's muscle memory like I can. It's it's the sensory things. It's the way that my eyes move. My brain just is like, okay, we're reading now and goes right into it. But it's going to take you a little bit to build that up. And, uh, I, you know, I think just of even doing, like Bria said, 15 minutes before bed gets your brain used to that, to being in that mode. Mm -hmm. I also will say, like, here's something, like, tangible 
carry your book with you or get an e-reader or put your book on your phone. Put your book on your phone because you know you're bringing your phone out every day to look at stuff. I mean, I've even seen people on sets because we have so much downtime. They just like have a book on their Kindle and they're just sitting there reading because they know they have like, you know, 15 minutes during a setup or whatever. And they just want to read during that. I mean, finding that little bit of time to read. Um, So if you're looking for some tangible way, I'm going to say put a book on your phone. I know you have a phone. You may not have a book. You may not have an e-reader, but you got a phone. <laughs> so you can buy a book and put it on your phone. And 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 I and if you think about it, when you look at your phone, instead of opening something that's going to make you unhappy, think about opening that book, which might make you actually happy and feel like you did something good for your brain today. Oh, yeah. And I think we both agree that the other thing to do is find a book you fucking love. And I, we definitely, we go, we get it that this might seem like a daunting task for someone who doesn't read all the time. Um, cause there's a lot of fucking books in the world. <laughs> there's so many, so many come out and it might, might be really daunting to like walk into a bookstore or go on, um, to, uh, go on to bookshop.org or, or a website or whatever it is and just pick out a single book, you know, especially if you're not sure what you like, you don't even know what genre, like you just are. you know you don't have uh, any guide you know we see it all the time people who say oh my god I don't normally read a bunch but I started reading insert book name here and I couldn't put it down um you know I and I think a lot of those books are the ones that are really really buzzy books people see it everywhere a lot of people have read them and recommended it and they're like oh someone goes okay well I you know people I don't normally see reading all the time are talking about this book I'm going to try it out um and I think we really should all be reading books all the time that make us feel like that. That mm-hmm. one that's that one book, like, oh my God, I don't normally read, but this is the one for me. Um, for me, the biggest motivator to read is when I'm in a book that I love and I'm desperate to know what happens next. Like I'm definitely the kind of person that's like, oh no, can't go out tonight. Have to wash the rocks in my yard. Like, I, <laughs> sorry. I, cause I want to read and I be super shrewd, dump the ones that don't suck you in. And don't be ashamed, like we said before, don't be ashamed to read a buzzy thriller or a romance novel, you know, find what you love, like what you really love and not what you think that you should love. Because so many of us, especially with uh, going through grad school, get sort of poisoned by this idea that only like highbrow literary fiction is the things that we should be reading, like read what you want. And I think no matter who you are, or how often you read, if you find a, start finding books that you like, stick with that. You know, it doesn't and it doesn't matter, um, you know, what genre it is. And then pay attention also to the things that make you like a book. And then you'll be able to figure out what the next thing was. You read a big buzzy thriller and you really liked it. And you realize that the thing that you liked about it was the kind of character. Maybe you love love the unlikable female characters. Well, put that type that into Google after you read it and say unlikable female character books. And you're going to get a fuckload because people readers on the Internet love talking about books that they love. Mm hmm. And uh, then you're on your way. Ta-da, you're reading more. Mm-hmm. Bree and I will pop out of the book. You'll open a book and all of a sudden Bree and I will pop out and uh, start playing trumpets. I don't know. Yeah, every time you read a book, Bree and Mallory get our wings. <laughs> we would we would have so many, so many fucking wings. wings by now. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so you can send your thoughts to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com before we solve a bookish problem. We're going to take a quick break. Soylent is the original food tech company, and they make delicious and nutritious nutrition products in different formats. So, folks, you've heard this before. 
I'm obsessed with Soylent. I drink it every day now. I'm not kidding. I will post a photo of my fridge and all the the Soylent that uh, that I have in there. What I get every month uh, in my subscription is the Soylent Complete Meal. So it's a ready to drink shake, although it also comes in a powder format. And it's fantastic because I drink it in the morning. I get 20 grams of plant-based protein, 39 essential nutrients, healthy fats, 400 calories of slow burning carbs. I do not like eating breakfast. I don't like making breakfast. I don't like have anything to have to do with breakfast. I just don't want to make or eat food when I first wake up in the morning. But I have um, a lot of vitamins and supplements that I take for powerlifting and just for general wellness. And I don't like taking pills on an empty stomach. So I end up, you know, putting it off and taking my vitamins later in the day or just forgetting them uh, until I started drinking Soylent. I, I have the Soylent complete meal shake in the morning. I drink the vanilla one, but all the flavors are fantastic. There's chai, strawberry chocolate, mocha, there's, there's a bunch of them and they're really, really good. But I drink that and then I can take my vitamins and my, my beefcake supplements and I don't have to worry about getting a, uh, you know, getting nauseous or getting a stomach ache. It's so convenient. It's so fantastic. It's really, really improved my life. They also have complete energy shakes, which my boyfriend drinks. They have complete protein shakes, which I also really like. Um, they have the little Soylent squares, which Bria likes. They're just like little bars that are the perfect you know, in between meal or, you know, just something to eat while you're on the go. It's really the quickest, easiest meal on the planet. Perfect for me. There's no cooking, there's no cleanup. And what I love about it and what Bria loves about it is totally gluten-free and totally vegan. Complete balanced nutrition made from U.S. grown sustainable source ingredients. So that means that it's good for you and good for the planet. It's perfect for breakfast, obviously, as I take it, but it can be lunch, dinner, anytime you need a, a nutritious meal when uh, you're busy, you're on the go, and you don't want to skip skip eating, but you just don't have time to make something, this is absolutely perfect. Uh, all you have to do is go to Soylent.com slash glasses and use code glasses to get 20% off your first order. So that's Soylent.com slash glasses and code glasses for 20% off your first order. Glasses. A man was walking along a beach which represented his life. At his feet were two sets of footprints, his and God's. But looking back down the beach, the man could see that in the hardest parts of his life, there was only one set of footprints. So the man said to God, why is there only one set of footprints when times were hard? Where were you? And God replied, my precious child, I was in my car, listening to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is a multi-award winning comedy podcast and you can find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's solve a bookish problem sent in by Elizabeth. Elizabeth says... Longtime listener, you both have brought me so much joy and comfort, especially over the last last hellscape year, and have really encouraged me to read more than I have ever have. Thank you. I'm looking for some advice. I primarily read physical books, but use Libby for audiobooks, graphic novels, and poetry. My device is my phone, though sometimes I'll use my laptop, less so now since I work from home on my laptop and need a break from it. It's been difficult to read the poetry as intended because the app automatically adjusts the font size slash page size and reformats the poem. This is especially frustrating for poetry where the formatting, line breaks, paragraph, page breaks, and illustrations are all part of the experience. I wish publishers would put a 
a suggested font size somewhere at the beginning of the book. I have seen a warning that the use of a smaller screen may alter the format as intended by the author, but I can't quite figure out how to set up my phone to make the page appear as the author intended. I don't mind squinting. Help. Bria, what should Elizabeth do? I actually just read a poetry book and it had a sentence that said this sentence should all be on one line at the beginning or something like that. And so you knew you were reading it correctly. Oh my God, all poetry books. I know. I don't know why they don't. It's actually, uh, it seems like with e-readers becoming more and more popular, they would think to do that. Um, But weirdly, I will tell you that when I did that, the print was too small for me. So I actually had to make it bigger (laughs) because I couldn't read it. So um, yeah. My theory was this. The author would rather me read the book but in a way I could read it than not read it at all, which I would also say the same thing to Elizabeth, is that you, I guess you don't mind squinting, but I do think if you, uh, if you are reading the book, that is great. Uh, but Mallory, I think, has an idea for this if this sentence is not at the beginning of your book. The, the, this should all be on one line. You have, a, you have an idea for this. Yeah, Elizabeth, you're the voice of the people here. This is definitely a problem. Uh, the problem, it, I, I was, I was going to say that I don't think there's an easy solution, but uh, there is, and I do agree there isn't one until more publishers start putting the this sentence should be on one line thing. Because if you think about all the different reading apps out there and all the different types of devices from computers to e-readers to phones, it would be impossible to do a suggested font size uh, that made a poem look like the author intended on each one. It just wouldn't. It's just they're all so different. Um, But if a book doesn't have a this all should be on one line, I think the best thing to do, even if it will take a few minutes, if you're really concerned about this, is to find a preview of the book online. Um, Google Books does it. Amazon does this. Uh, a few other websites and just look at the first poem and make your phone or e-reader match that size. You, it's it's yeah. basically you make your own. This should all be on one line. Uh-huh. Um, or if you want, just try making the font as small as possible and slowly increase it until it changes the format. Um, but yeah, just make DIY uh, uh, version of that. But yeah, I mean, I get this, especially poetry is especially the genre that this is this this would matter. Um but give it a try. Yeah, I also read a book in verse and um, it definitely like the verse, it was like on the wrong lines and I could like tell in reading it, which is very frustrating because I know that's not the way the author intended it. Um, again, I'm sure they were glad I read their book though in general, paid money for their book. Yeah. Um, but yes, we should all, we should, we should, uh, poets out there, like tell your publisher this information about the e-reader because it's very easy because yeah. then I just adjusted the size and I was like, okay, now it's the right size. And it was the same for any e-reader. You could just put that line and then you would know it was right. Yeah, publishers, get on it. Mm -hmm. So you can send your reader problems to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Time to answer a recommendation request from one of our listeners. Perry writes in, I was talking to my dad the other night and he asked me for some book recs. He's not a big reader, but wants to read more. He likes Dan Brown books more for the descriptions of all the places they travel than for the thriller elements, but those are okay too. Do you know any similar books slash authors for him to read? Bria, I feel like we've become dad experts on this show. I, uh, yeah, you, I mean, they're definitely, we, we're becoming more and more, better and better at this. Um, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're leveling up our, our, our dad, dad game. Skills. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so on the sci-fi <laughs> side, I would say like, if he likes descriptions, Andy Weir does some great descriptions and gets into the nitty gritty of like space travel and stuff. And it's realistic. So that could be really fun if he's open to sci-fi. But Mallory, what do you think about Cormac McCarthy for this? 
Um, I mean, it's kind of depressing, but could work. But but like descriptions, like you get to the yeah, southwest, you know, like like mm-hmm. that kind of thing, or like or a western, like a lonesome dove situation. Ooh, I mean, I'm I'm never gonna give up a chance to to recommend Lonesome Dove by Cor- um, oh my god, by Larry McMurtry, not by Cormac McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, lonesome Dove is a honker, but um, yeah, Larry McMurtry could be a really really good one. Okay, what what do you think? You must have some of your own though. Um, I think, uh, I'm going to recommend friend of the show, Chris Golden, um, Arrow Rat by Christopher Golden is, uh, would be a a good one. It's it's got a sequel called the Pandora room. Um, as long as this dad doesn't mind things that getting a little scary. Um, so these books, they're thriller novels. Um, and the first one, Arrow Rat is about a team of archeologists and scholars and filmmakers who find a secret cave in Turkey that they think holds Noah's Ark. Um, uh, only when they get inside, they find that there's a huge coffin inside of the Ark and things get weird from there. Um, it's a, one of those books. that's a great gripping thriller, but there's a lot like obviously it takes place in Turkey. So there's a lot of travel and it's like a very much like an adventure book. Um, so I think this dad would like that because it's uh, very compelling. But, you know, they're traveling. There's cool descriptions of places and remote places. Um, so I think, uh, this dad would be into it. Yeah. I feel like you and I should get our dad cert, dad recommendation certification. Yeah. I feel like mm. we put in enough hours. We should get a badges or something. Mm-hmm. We're very good at recommending books to dads. We're working. We're getting there. I feel like I'm learning, learning, <laughs> getting there. <laughs> so if you want us to answer your recommendation request or your dad's recommendation request, you can send it to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. We remember we have all kinds of cool stuff in our merch store where, whether it is, t-shirts or totes or mugs you can show off your love of reading and support the show there's a link in the show notes and if you like the show please rate and review us on itunes it's great for us it's great for finding advertisers and it helps us reach more listeners you can email us at reading glasses podcast at gmail.com find us on twitter at reading Sheep podcast on instagram at reading glasses podcast thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for, for reading, reading.